Searching for family curses can be stressful. If you're already using the Strive Inner Spirit Elixir or the patch, the Strive Island Essence Mist is the perfect addition. Not only does the Stravunga root scent make everything smell great, it's soothing to the nerves. For more information, find your local Strive dealer. You'll recognize them by the Strive logo on their vehicles and the smiles on their faces. <laughs> Hi, this is the malady, the... Hey, it's Malady. This is Malady. Um, hi. Uh, hey. Hey there. I'm Sullivan Forrester, and this is the Malady Podcast. A look into the Forrester family's odd, adventurous, and sometimes monstrous history. Every episode will build on the last as I search for answers while digging for my roots. This week on the show, I'll be continuing my exploration of the life and times of my great aunt, Margaret Forrester. The book was everywhere. Or should I say, the dates in it were. Did I believe in a curse? After my grandfather let it spill, it became a shadow or a sickness. Or maybe I had just inherited a little family legend hypochondria. Whatever it was, it went way beyond a journalistic curiosity. I was on a mission. Urgent. Unexplainable. And equally as embarrassing to say. There were just so many details in the book. So many names and the dates next to them, which made it easy to avoid the one next to mine. Most of them weren't familiar to me, and the ones that were, I also avoided. Like I said, not very journalistic, but can you blame me? Why do you want to know? My father, Douglas Forrester. Come on, Dad, don't you think it's a little interesting? What's interesting is you keep finding ways to miss Sunday dinners, and this book is what finally gets you here? Uh, here, put these on the table. But, but for real, check this out. There's whole pages of people I don't even recognize. Auntie Maggie knew a lot of people. They probably aren't even blood-related. Just take a look at it, please. All right. All right. What? Dad? Do you recognize some of them? Yes. I do. Go tell everyone to wash up. Food's ready. Oh, come on. You can't just Sullivan, enough. This was Maggie's obsession. It caused a lot of grief, all right? Just go tell everyone to get on it, all right? Okay. Let me explain what just happened there. So he looked at the book. Finally, it took him all evening. But when he finally did, it was like he had seen a ghost. He looked at the book, well, like I look at the book. I didn't show him my name, 
but I showed him a page with people adjacent to me on the tree on purpose. See, I noticed something the night before that made me desperate enough to ask my dad. Something I thought might be related to the curse. The names with numbers next to them, those people had all met some kind of tragedy. One name in particular meant something important to me. It was written under my cousin Gretchen. Well, my second cousin once removed Gretchen. And while Gretchen is alive, she's hard to get to. See, she lives two hours away in Grants, New Mexico, in the New Mexico Women's Corrections Facility. Gretchen is one year younger than me, three years younger than Gil. But when we were kids, it didn't matter. It was the three of us. I still have pictures of it. One in particular comes to mind. The three of us just covered in stickers from playing on slide rock outside of Gil's house and falling into some cacti. We weren't hurt or anything, but Gil's mom laughed so hard and had to take a photo of all of us outside, picking it off of each other. And it's just the most perfect picture of Gretchen. Gil and I are a disaster, just hamming up the needle situation, and Gretchen is just laughing. And that's just who she was. It was like every piece of her was just humming with life. You can see it in the eyes. We looked up to her, which which is saying something Older kids don't look up to their little cousin. She'd set an office building on fire in the middle of the night. The paper said it was just arson. Some of the family said it was some protest or anarchy because it was a credit card company. I opted out of saying anything at all. Which, in some ways, is worse. I was a little nervous driving out there. I hadn't seen her since her arraignment, and that was six years ago. You'd never believe that we'd been close by how I'd acted all those years. I I brought the photo with me, maybe as an icebreaker, maybe to make myself feel better. The prison visitation room is just like you would imagine it to be. It's cold. Everything is concrete and painted that particular faded yellow that after a while looks sterile and loses the joy that color is supposed to exhibit. A few guards are posted around the room to supervise, and everyone meeting their loved one sits on the north side of their own personal table. And the girl that sits across from me on the south side? She's not the Gretchen that I knew. Her face has lines that she's too young to have, bags under her eyes look drawn down. Her shoulders round forward now, and she's got ink on her left hand that looks too distorted and faded for her age. I wonder if she got it here and realized, of course she did. She was barely 18 when she arrived. Hey. Hey, how are you? Fantastic. Look, my mom already told me about Aunt Maggie, so you really Yeah, no, I figured she would. I just found this the other day. It brought up all these memories, you know? Oh, man. (laughs) And just like that, 
there she was. It was all in the eyes. The Gretchen I knew was still in them. We were five and seven all over again. We laughed for a bit. She remembered pulling stickers out of my butt because I was crying too hard to do it myself. And then we fell back into strange silence. No amount of memories could erase the last six years. The guard that checked me in said I'd have 20 minutes. I dove right in. I'm sorry I haven't been here. God, that sounds terrible. Yeah, it does. I wish I had something better to say. Don't, don't, Sully. I mean, no one else comes here except my mom, and she's getting older, but she still makes it. I just shouldn't have waited six years. I'm not stupid. I get it. No one wants to see a murder. We never talked about what happened. That would make me sick. It just didn't make sense in my brain. Gretchen and murder were words that didn't belong in the same sentence. And yet, here she was. It's not that people don't want to see you. They just, they know you and they can't believe that was you. It's just hard to accept. But everyone loves you. I know that doesn't help much. Aunt Maggie used to come and see me, you know? Well, she got it. Got what? Well, she knew. Probably better than we do. I saw the funeral on the news. Even in the end, she couldn't escape it either, huh? They said something stupid, like a sinkhole or something, but I knew what happened. Something horrible happened. But the world's still here, so I guess all's well that ends well. Gretchen, what are you talking about? (laughs) What, after six years you come all this way to Pussyfoot? I know why you're here. Well, how'd it start? Dreams or or just the pool? What do you mean? I mean, I'm not offended. I, I get it. Well, I always knew you had it in you, too. It finally kicked in for you, huh? I guess I'm the only one left to talk about it, well, since Maggie's gone. Gretchen, I'm not here because I feel something. I mean, I have questions. It's okay, I know. I mean, it's not okay, but there's really nothing you can do about it. I guess you can try and fight it. I always wondered what would happen to me if I didn't try to push it down. Doctors call it repressing. I read about it. Well, maybe if I didn't repress it, if I fought instead, would I still have torched that place? If you fought burning that place down. No, no, if I fought, whatever it was, that feeling. If I had just let it out in little pieces instead of all at once, you know? Started something small or... Like breaking plates or something. Just to get rid of some of it. But I didn't. I just, like, boiled over and I knew I was just gonna burn the world. You know what I'm talking about. I told that myself, too, but here I am. Be real for a second about what's in you. I mean, sure, inside you, you're still you, you know? You're not a bad person, but it's like there's two of you. But you can't just get away from yourself, right? the one you don't recognize, the one that's obsessed, the one that tells you to end the world and somehow you listen? You think you can swallow the fire until it swallows you? I wish I'd asked Maggie about it, but since it's just the two of us now, tell me, Sully, you get to know that other side of you real well yet or what? The book came to mind, and the inscription. The blood is fire. Could this mean what she was talking about? Is fire somehow in our blood? 
My great-grandfather died in a fire. My cousin killed someone in a fire. And something else. Aunt Maggie's only child died in a fire. At least that's what we were told. I looked at my cousin, and she was a stranger again. There was a, a hunger in her. I, I don't know what it was. Maybe she just wanted someone to understand her. We had always been so close, more like siblings than distant cousins, and now we were so far apart. I don't know what you're talking about. Sully, don't be stupid with me. Do you really think I would kill someone? I didn't even know they were in there. I just, I wanted to shut it up, to let me go. It's funny, you know, the lawyers tried to plead the insanity thing, but they they kept telling me I was too inconsistent, that I was playing it up for a deal, and I kind of wish I was. But it's bigger than me, Saul. It's all of us. It's every one of us. What do you mean? The dreams told me, Sully. We will end it all. Our blood is the fire that will burn the world. And all of our family's tragedies have been just rehearsals. I don't know what you're saying. One of us will be the one to bring all end. Forrester, time's up. Well, damn. Yeah. I guess that's it. It was nice to see you, Sully. Even like this, you haven't changed a bit. Yeah, it was now or never. I came this far. I was one step away from knowing. What was the word she used? Obsessed? Gretchen? Does March 18th mean anything to you? For real? Yeah. It's the date of the fire, Sully. Thanks for saying all that stuff about the family. It helps. Good. Yeah, good. Yeah, hey, try to remember that stuff when it's your turn, okay? I drove home like I was running from something. Her words opened a floodgate. Every name with a number next to it that I knew was somebody who had done something terrible or had something horrible done to them. Were they tied to the curse? Let's put it this way. If Grandpa had said something about it a few weeks ago, I would have just thought it was another story. But now I had the book, and some dates stuck out to me. Maggie's was a night in 1950. After some research, I found out it was the night of the massacre, when everyone but Aunt Maggie was murdered. The date next to Ashburn was the day that he died in the Gulf Hotel. And Gretchen? The date she killed someone and burned a building to the ground. And next to mine? June 30th. What horrible thing would I do on June 30th? Next time on Malady. Malady is produced by me, Sully Forrester, and Blackout Theatre Company, an Albuquerque-based theatre, film, and now podcast company. For more information, go to blackouttheatre.com. Malady is part of Blackout Theatre's 10th season, following the Forrester family and a curse that ties them together. New episodes every three weeks. <laughs>